Welcome to Explore the Space. We're digging into healthcare issues that matter most. Our guests and conversations mine these issues for perspective and answers. There is a gulf between healthcare and our communities. This is the place to talk about it. Now here's your host, Dr. Mark Shapiro. Welcome back to Explore the Space podcast. I'm your host, Mark Shapiro, and I'm delighted to have as my guest back after over six years, Dr. Ricardo Nuila. Dr. Nuila is a hospitalist like me, and he is the author of the extraordinary new book, The People's Hospital. It's out today. The day this episode drops is release day for The People's Hospital. I got to speak with Ricardo in advance of the book coming out. I'm so proud of this guy. This book is fabulous, and it focuses on a hospital where I did the bulk of my training as a medical student. It is a formative place for me. It's a place I feel very strongly about, as does Ricardo. It's where he still works as a hospitalist, Ben Taub Hospital in Houston. It's an extraordinary facility. The people that work there and the people who go there to seek care are part of an amazing mosaic of American healthcare. And Ricardo just lays it all out in this unbelievable work. He is a brilliant writer. And I am so happy we got to talk about his new book, The People's Hospital, Hope and Peril in American Medicine. There's a link in the show notes. You should absolutely get yourself a copy and enjoy it. Read it. Think about it. Consider it. Use it as a springboard for change, hopefully. You're going to love hearing Ricardo. Before we get to the episode with Ricardo, a shout out to our friends at the Women in Medicine Summit for helping make this episode possible. The Women in Medicine Summit is an extraordinary conference held in Chicago, September 22nd and 23rd of 2023 at the Drake Hotel. I have been a part of it as a sponsor with Explore the Space for several years now. I got to go last year for the first time. I'm going again this year. It is a brilliant opportunity for people who are interested in learning more and working towards fixing the inequities in our healthcare system as well as building skills around professional growth and leadership and negotiations and so much more. And oh my goodness, the people that are there, it's absolutely wonderful. It's an extraordinary opportunity. Go to www.womeninmedicinesummit.org. Register today. I will be there. Come and find me. We'll do selfies. We'll do the whole thing. It's really one of the best conferences on the calendar. My friend, Dr. Shika Jane is the creator and the showrunner, for lack of a better term. She is amazing and puts on a wonderful show. Please do check out the archive of Explore the Space podcast. You can check out Ricardo. He's been on the show before. It's been a minute. <laughs> Back in 2016, he was on. So you can listen to his old episodes and enjoy the entire archive. Greater than 300 episodes there. And also, of course, Med Lasso from Explore the Space podcast. We are ready for the premiere of Ted Lasso. March 15th, Syed Tabatabai and I will be in the locker room reviewing each episode as they come. Follow along Med Lasso from Explore the Space podcast as well. You can hit me on Twitter at ETS Show, Instagram at Explore the Space Show. You can email me anytime, Mark at ExploreTheSpaceShow.com. And definitely check out our merchandise store, www.ExploreTheSpaceShow.com forward slash merch. Finally, please do share Explore the Space with all your friends, your colleagues, and your family. That really helps us out. We have so much great stuff coming in 2023. You're not going to want to miss any of it. Speaking of which, Dr. Ricardo Nuila has written a very special book. He is one of the greats. I'm delighted he's here again. So let's enjoy it together, Dr. Ricardo Nuila. Ricardo, welcome back to Explore the Space podcast. I am so happy you're here. I am. I'm really happy to be here. It feels like it's been a long time. It has been a long time since it's been a long time here. The last time you were on was September 16th of 2016. I've been busy since then, I guess. You've been busy. You've been busy. Yeah. 
Yeah, you were one you of know, the I mean, very first guests for... on the show. You were one of the earliest guests going all the way back to the very beginning. It's pretty cool. And, you know, we've we've kept in touch and we've done some other stuff together. But now here we are at, you know, certainly not the last thing you'll do in your career by a long shot, but certainly at the culmination of nearly a decade of work. The People's Hospital, Hope yeah. and Peril in American Medicine. It's here. This is so cool. That's just like music to my ears that you're saying that that it's here because yeah. you know, for years I was just like, it's not going to happen. You know, I, you just can convince yourself that things are not going to happen. And I mean, it's amazing that it's that, that that it's here now. So I'm just I'm happy to be here to talk about it with you. You know, it means it's done, right? You don't get to come and talk yeah. about it. when it, We've been in touch. I was like, right, you right, right. while you're working on it? No, it's not done. And I'm on it. I'm this and it's hard. like, no, we'll do it when I'm done. And now here we are. So I got to take a couple of really good classes when I was an undergrad at UCLA on Greek history, ancient Greek history. And of course, we had to read the Odyssey. Yeah, this has been your this has been your journey in a boat by yourself for a long time with various adventures along the way, I would imagine. Yeah, I think that that's that's a pretty good metaphor for it. Uh, And that's I mean, I think it should be like that now. I, I mean, I was struggling with it for a while i didn't you know i even had the talk from my editor where like i turned in an early draft and and she called me the day before thanksgiving to say you gotta stop you just gotta stop what you're doing and restart so you know i I feel like it's been like all of these big swerves trying to put all of this together so um yeah but it's that's that journey is essential for for putting it together that's why um I'm pretty happy with it and I'm pretty, I'm pretty, it's, it's worth the effort. It's, you know, it's just like medical school where, where, when you're, when you're actually, when, when you feel on the wards where, you know, something clicked, you're like, it was worth it all that time, you know? And so that's, that's kind of the feeling that I have right now with it. You cracked me up with, I'm pretty happy with it. This book is fucking awesome, dude. Are you kidding me? I mean, I, (laughs) I know you, you're so connected to it and it's been such a part of your life. So, you know, the, the hard points and you know the friction and you know the sadness and everything associated with it that I don't. I'm just the guy, you know, we text every once in a while. We've seen each other a few times. Yeah. Um, I ha- I've been peripheral on the journey, but the book is superb. I mean, it is absolutely incredible. Um, I'm wondering if you're going to be able to reconcile now hearing praise around this thing that, you know, you've taken some hits on, along the way. Yeah, that's really interesting. I remember one of my favorite authors, George Saunders, uh, years ago. He's he he had an interview on NPR where he said it was hard for him to learn how to take praise, and that resonated immediately with me. I mean, that's the way I am on the wards. That's the way I am just in general. Just deflection, deflection, and and you know, just like let's get to the next topic before taking praise. And, <laughs> yeah, I'm still learning. I'm still learning how to do that, and and I probably will. I hope. I hope that I continue to learn throughout my life on that. But yeah, I, I, I think, I think, um, I am, I want to look to, to take praise. Okay. Because, you know, this, it did take a long time and, and it was, it was a struggle. And there were times where I just really wanted to give up the writing and, um, it, it just happened to coalesce with working in the hospital, like working in the hospital and writing just were like coalescing. So, and it just kept me going so i mean i think that i have to take praise because 
the praise is also about, you know, the working at the hospital, too. So, you know, yeah, this book of, doesn't happen if you aren't a full time hospitalist working at Ben Taub, right there. You don't have a book. Right. If you had said, I'm going to take a sabbatical for seven years and write. Well, what I are you writing about. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I've been on writing residencies with other people who are like journalists and everything. And, and one of the things that I realized that I was lucky for is that I had the fire right there, which is yeah. like my work. You know, it's just like the the fire for the book was because some people like drop in they take a look and then they they write for like three or four years and and i could constantly feel like the heat the warmth of that fire going to work and that was i was i was very lucky for that and and i think that's one of the things that kept me going i just thought of something and i don't know if this has occurred to you looking sort of at the timestamp of when you last came on explore the space you and i were you were already sharing with me kind of the skeleton didn't have a title yeah. but the skeleton of the people's hospital and so that was back in 2016 right fall of 2016 yeah. and now here we are almost 7 years later the book is done that's medical school and internal medicine residency again yeah, yeah. You know, I seven years, dude. Sometimes I think about it in those terms, you know, just about yeah. how it this is like this is, you know, college plus medical school or whatever, you know. Right. And uh you're right. It it the process is, is kind of similar insofar as it's you just have to trust that you go one foot in front of the other and you can't if you start to look too far ahead is when is when your expectations start to like eat at you, you know? So it's yeah. it's like, and I was naive. I was naive enough to think, you know, when people would ask me, you might've asked me, this, how's the book coming? And, and I probably, my, my rote response was like, I think I'll be done in six months, you know, every step along the way, you know? Like, yeah. I just you can go back on our text threads and I don't think you'll find me asking you how the book was coming. Cause I remember always thinking to myself when I was going to check in, like the book is a grind. I don't need to ask him. And like yeah. here, it's it's fucking you hard. You were one of the gracious and thoughtful ones about that. You were one of the people yeah. who, who, because I like there were people who were like asking about it, and and they, you know, everybody they have good intentions, and every, and I'm not trying to like talk trash about them. I'm just saying that it, I was naive enough to think I'm just going to turn the corner and like two chapters are going to come together, and it's all going to fit in, and six months it's going to be yeah. done, and that. That is just not the case. That was not yeah. the case. So, but that's, right, well, I, that's I do the path that had to happen. It had to. I, I want to get into it a little bit, and I want to talk main characters. Yeah. For me, there is one main character of the book, but I want to ask you, since you're the author, who is the main character in the People's Hospital? Yeah, that is really that's that's a that's a good question. Um, I mean. Abstractly, I think it's the patient. I think it's like this this person who is a patient, okay. who all of us, all of us can be, you know, can be a patient. But yeah, different iterations of it, you know, people who are uninsured, a patient who is uninsured, patient who is kicked off of Medicaid, a patient who happened to also be a resident who is now, you know, that's me, my dad, you know, you know, that's 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 a really like one of my. One of my uh, relatives asked me at one point, well, all good books have to have villains. Do you have a villain in your book? And I was like, I guess I do. And it was just like, um, I said nonprofit hospitals. And I know that's going to be like pretty, now, there, now there's a New York Times report about it, about the, the difficulty, how nonprofit hospitals have been capitalizing off of you know, their tax status 
there's evidence to support that. There's been there's been, um, you know studies that show that at least a third of nonprofit hospitals are not earning their tax break. So to a certain extent, that was one of the characters as well. Like the this system, the like the how how the nonprofit hospitals, how the for profit hospitals contribute to that. Well, who do you think the the main character was? For me, the main character is Bentop Hospital. And it's uh, not the four walls. It's not the physical edifice. It's the idea. It's because yeah. I got to work there, right? I went to Baylor College of Medicine for medical school. Uh, ben Taub was a critical part of my formation as a physician and also as yeah. a human being. Ben Taub is one of the rare places, I would say, on the planet where the swirl of humanity comes together with a common goal. And yeah. the common goal is to fix the problem in front of you recognizing right. right like the marine corps says you have to improvise adapt and overcome it, it, ben Taub puts you into this crucible and whether you're a trainee whether you're a student whether you're faculty whether you're you know associate staff whether you're the patient their family uh, it's the swirl of of humanity at an international level and that's the framework that we go on this extraordinary ride with you but it doesn't happen without that. It doesn't happen without that idea of Bentov Hospital. Yeah, I agree. I mean, now I'm I'm glad that I have somebody who is a generous reader like you to to say that. And it's it's named the People's Hospital. It, I will say this: that you know, some somewhere in the writing of this book, I, I knew Bentov was a special place, but I had to. I just realized that why do I love this place? Why do I love this yeah. place? And that yeah. became the like one of like the compelling journeys that took me from there. It's just like why do I love this place? I mean, I'm not the type of person who loves everything, you know. I mean, I I can comp I, I complain about quite a bit and everything, but it's just like I would go into work and say, why do I love this place? Yeah. And 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 I would ask some of my colleagues, you know, people who have been around. We we put ideas to the fire. Are we drinking our own Kool Aid? And right. and this book is a lot about that. You know, it's about like my exploration for why I love the place that I work. And yeah, it's it. I think one of the reasons it took so long is because I had to situate that question in history, uh, I had to situate that question in politics. I had to like delve deep into our own mentality as Americans about what healthcare is. And and, right. and to explore that love. And um, I think I think that, you know, I think that's one of the things that, you know, that I told I said you, to you that my editor like uh, um, wrote to me, you have to stop. Like what what came out of that was just that I told her, I think that this book is kind of like a love letter to the hospital where I'm working and, and, and things really started to take place. So sometimes you really do need those setbacks to propel you forward and to realize to refocus you you know so i agree with you I, and i don't i don't like hyperbole and i don't like kind of namby pamby yeah. hallmark comments this does reflect what we experience together good bad otherwise it it, it the contradictions the juxtapositions the friction yeah. the achievement right the not everything is great and not everything is terrible all the time um, the one that always right. stuck out to me, and it stuck out to me then when I was there. There's a 23-hour full-menu McDonald's in the same building yeah. where the door to balloon time for acute coronary syndrome is basically the time that someone hits the door 
to when the blood vessel that's blocked is opened and they don't die is like the best in the world. That that sort of thing, right? How do, it doesn't make sense. It, it's insane. Yeah. And, and, and the you know, people that, that do I, that, right? The the teams that are committed, right? The people that are working at that McDonald's are like, I'm going to be here at three in the morning to make sure that people who need something to eat while their family members in the ICU get something to eat, right? It's yeah. not about judging McDonald's for fast food. There are people there who are like, it sucks working at three in the morning. You need hot food, exactly. I'm going to make you hot food. And then at the same exactly. time, it's three in the morning. This person is coming in with a with a heart attack. They're going to be unclogged. I think you used the word unkinked. They're going to be unkinked in less than 45 yeah. minutes. Beat that anywhere else in the world. I, it's because of the the faith and the commitment. And when I say faith, it's like people believe in medicine there. They yeah. want to practice medicine. Yeah. And there's just not what one of the th- I think what the book is about is also like how there's just I'm, I feel so fortunate to work there because there's not as many distractions as in other places toward that mission, toward that identity as yeah. there is, you know, Ben, ben Tob just allows people to practice. Med- I love Ben Tob because I get to practice the type of medicine that I want to practice there, you know, and I think that yeah. there's a lot of people who feel that. So it's an exploration of all the factors that make it so that we can practice medicine the way we want to practice, you know, so. The, the the book publishing world to me seems somewhat reductive insofar as this book is going to get put on a shelf with a header, right? Yeah. Nonfiction, fiction, whatever. Which one do you think it's going to get put on the shelf at my local bookstore as? Yeah. That's... And how would you characterize it? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I think that... It's a good uh, question. It, it's a tough one. It's it, 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 there's a good question because there's actually internal debate amongst the publisher amongst oh, them, really? you know, um, yeah. there's, I think there's people who believe that it's, uh, it would be categorized under social issues. There's mm-hmm. people who believe it's a medical book. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's people who think it's a biography slash memoir. Mm-hmm. You know, I, uh-huh. I, I resist that one. I resist the, the one about when I set out to do this, the last thing that I wanted was it for it to be a memoir. I had to. I don't know that I would memoir. characterize it as a memoir either. Yeah, but I, I and I had to learn what I what I learned also is is that there's a lot of different tools to utilize when you're writing, and memoir is one of the tools, you know. And I and I and when I could get over that hump, I I utilized it for the argument that I'm making for the stories that I'm conveying. I think that this is. I think that the this is narrative nonfiction, and I think I would be very comfortable saying that this tells a story. It's nonfiction, and it's also an argument. It's a piece of rhetoric, you know, where I, I am attempting to make an argument about how how healthcare is in America and why it is different at Bentob, and therefore say, if we want to make change, then why can't we think about some of the principles on which public healthcare is based upon? And can that be something that we can utilize nationwide? So that's, I think it's all, you know, it has elements of all the above. Where it's categorized, I, I don't know. Uh, honestly, I, I just let people do, you know, yeah. do that. Because you know? it has to get one, away. right? It can't be in every section of the bookstore. But I think because for me, in, re- in, in, in reading it, it, it has elements of everything. It has elements of, um, you know, really robust historical research. 
It has really robust journalistic approaches to complex problems. It has extraordinary narrative power. It absolutely has rhetorical power. It makes big political science and political, you know, statements and um, kind of postulating ideas. I would say you, you know, Dr. Ricardo Nuili, you would be sort of the Greek chorus. You're sort of our narrator mm. on this journey. You know, you pop up every once in a while, but it is not a memoir. This isn't, I was born here and then I went there. And this yeah. that's not what this is at all. Uh, I think in that complexity, though, is that sense of just how fucking hard this thing must have been to write. Because you have to be good yeah. at so many different writing styles and do so much research. And it also just, it's it's wrenching. I mean, the stories that you're writing around, oh my Lord, they're just, they're brutal. They are brutal. Uh, that's, it, it, was, it, it was difficult to write because I really wanted it to focus on the patients, but I knew that there had to be connective tissue at some point that, like that chorus that you're talking about, because when the stories are out there just in of themselves, how do we make sense of them? Right. And I mean, to be honest with you, I came, I mean, I, I was prepared at the beginning just to be like, let's just do the stories and like people will make sense of them. But that, that seems. Because that's what you had done with your earlier stuff, right? The magazine articles you'd written, that's what they were. That's what they were. Uh, there was a little bit like in some of the, some of the ones that got a little bit, uh, you know, like later tried to situate that, but it wasn't in the whole of like the healthcare system and it wasn't exploring this love of a hospital. Again, I am not the type of person to love a public building necessarily, right? right. But I loved the, I love working there and I love the people who are committed to what they do there. And so thinking about like the, the depth of those stories and the people who are committed to working them and then thinking about the overall structure that allows that to happen that I mean, that just took a lot of time. That that was grueling, and and there were moments along the way where, um, you know, I found the right book to read, and and it was just like, okay, now now I you know now I now I'm starting to understand a little bit about the history of hospitals. Now I'm starting to understand a little bit of the history of health insurance. So um, that's why I say that the journey was worth it. Is just because it's if if, if I had just preconceived and like just executed what I, I thought from the beginning, it just wouldn't have had the, like, it, I wouldn't have allowed for these swerves and like, it wouldn't have had the depth that I feel like it has, you know? So. Have you anticipated response from any of those portrayed in the book or any of those that you work with at Ben or have any of them given you responses as the book has sort of the pre-release editions have started to kind of percolate out? Uh, I've gotten good responses from people who are connected to who have read it. There have been multiple people who have read it for whether for endorsements, whether for, you know, but, uh, you know, some people who, who are connected to Harris Health have read it or who know the Houston healthcare environment. They've read it and I've gotten good response. Um, I the subjects, the people, the patients, they, you know, I had the book fact checked. And so they, they, that was also a way where people, the fact checking helps kind of to convey a lot of the things that are in there, you know, what, you know, there's, there's also family, there's also uh, personal things in there. I don't know all of those, um, what the response is going to be, but, you know, I, 
this is just what what a writer does you know you just yeah. you just ha- you just have to put it out there and be prepared and be prepared to absorb to think i mean it's not perfect it's my best it is my absolute best effort uh but it, it, i know it's not going to be perfect and i know some people are not going to you know the characterizations or what and there's going to be some people who, who who might not like it I, I i prepare for that just like the way that on the wards you 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 know like we're imperfect you know we try our best sometimes but we're imperfect so it is you know that's helped me with that so that's a probably a a, a good way to conceptualize it because because it depicts so much and so many it's going to be approached by so many from so many different you can't you can't yeah. hope to control any of that and you just sort of have to be ready to absorb it i suppose yeah you know i mean i have this metaphor for how i talk about um you know patient care and you know people ask how do you absorb like the the tough stories that people give you on the wards and everything and you know i do feel like to a certain extent, my, my job is an actor and I turn it on when I get to the bedside. You know, you're, it's, it's not like an actor as in like an extra, but like a method actor. You know, you, you read what your patient wants. Are they a numbers person? Are they the type of person that wants the handheld? Do they want just, you know, terse statements? Do you check for understanding all that? But if you have that conception, you can leave and say like, I've left it there. I've left it all on stage, you know, and that, I'm carrying that mentality in right now too. I'm like, I feel like I've, I've been fortunate enough to work with people who can like, who can help. You know, my editor has been incredible. I, I have friends who are really good readers and have been guiding me with, you know. So I feel like I've just, I'm leaving it all on stage right there. So I mean, we'll see what happens. Talk to me in like six months. Maybe I'll just be like a wreck. And like, you know, who knows? Yeah. Do you anticipate doing release activities with healthcare professionals, kind of doing readings with healthcare professionals or doing things in front of healthcare professional audiences specifically? Or do you want to do the the activities that you do, they'll just be, you know, open public forums? I want to do both. Uh, I have a couple of like lined up already for health professionals, um, you know, some talks and it's important because, you know, this book was definitely, I, I did not want this to preach to the choir. I did not want this to be something that only somebody in healthcare would read and say like, okay, I know this, but then somebody from the general public uh, who say, I don't understand this. I wanted it to be universal, but I also, at the same side, I wanted somebody from healthcare to be like, okay, you know, this is not just bullshit. You know, this is like something that is, we, we confront these are real sort of conflicts. So I want to, you know, I, I just, I actually want to listen to the the audience. You know, I want to listen to different people respond to it. If you have been uh, gracious enough to read this, I'm, I want to listen to your response, you know, because I think that that's the way we have conversations and that's the way that we can think about like these extraordinarily complex problems that that's the way we can like start to try to fix them, you know? So. No, that makes a lot of sense. It's, uh, it's gracious too, to be able to put yourself out there in that way, because there is one part of the book that is a remove that I would say this could only have been written by a practicing physician. Um, yeah, because I, there's a I level agree. of detail and that's not to say that you're better, worse or otherwise, 
it's just that perspective, right? The understanding of the pathophysiology, the critical decision-making at really powerful moments, the delivering of bad news. Um, there are certain things that the physician at the bedside sees and does and is responsible for that no one else is. Uh, that's one of the wonderful things about our profession. And I think that in that space then, it's not written for physicians. This is a very mm -hmm. accessible book insofar as the way it is written. It's hard to read because the subject matter is it's it's what we all know is is happening in America in 2023. It's a it's an unsparing mm -hmm. depiction of it, but it's crafted for a very, very wide audience. And I, I would imagine that was intentional. That's definitely intentional. I mean, that's um, like I said, I, I just I don't even I don't think I have it in me to 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 speak directly just to like in the medical language, just to, to doctors. That's why I'm, I'm not very good at, you know, some of the, some of the journal writing and everything like that, you know, because yeah, it's like, that's hard. <laughs> I want it. It's hard. It's hard. I mean, it's hard. And it, and it, and it requires a level of sort of um, in depth. I mean, not necessarily in depth, but just like, you know, sticking to certain language. And, and I want to broaden that language for people. Um, that was, it, I want to, recruit people into this subject. I don't want to preach to the choir. I want people who have an idea of what healthcare is to understand what are the real fundaments by which this system is based so that we can try to make democratic changes about this, you know, because I think that most people just don't have a good experience. I mean, I I think medicine is such a beautiful field and it's so awful that it's like the experience of it, it has been changed so much by the way that they, people interact, inter, interface with the system, you know? So I'm trying to recruit people from outside of healthcare and medicine to see these so that we can try to have a much like more, a richer conversation. I think that's a noble goal. And I think it's a great place to sort of set out on with the People's Hospital, and I think it's a book that will stand the test of time, too, because for right now, it depicts where we are, but as a historian, it's the sort of book that, for me, in 20 years, will be the, the touchstone of where we were then, that it incorporates wow. such a rich experience that it'll become sort of a primary source for, in the future, kind wow. of looking back. It would be an absolute honor if that happens. I know that, like, you know, Things change, and, and, sure. and but you know that is you know writers are ambitious, and they want some. They want things like my my favorite writers were ambitious people who wanted their books to stand the test of time, and that That's would right. be you know that would be that would be wonderful. I we don't know if it's going to happen, but right. but it was definitely that the effort. My effort was for that. You know, I was trying. I'm yeah. trying to like have something be like like live for a long its own life. You know, I'm, so. I'm, I, I knew that would be the case. I'm glad to hear you say it because it brings up one of my favorite memories of this whole journey, That I, the way I've been a part of it. It was early, early days. And you texted me that you've, it's going to get published and you've got to, you know, now you start the process. And you told me the, the publisher, you told me who was going to release it. Yeah. And I replied to you, that's Hemingway's imprint. Yes. And you said. And I yeah. was really impressed. I was really impressed that you that you knew that, and and I well I didn't know at the time how much you loved uh, collecting books and, and yeah. like how in depth you know how, like that's like a passion for you. So 
um, yeah, I, that you recognize that I can tell you, man, made my day because, uh, it, I, I, I knew what it meant. I mean, I'm so, I was so naive that like when I went to the publishers, like offices in New York, they were asking me questions and we were having a good conversation and I was telling them about how much I like Hemingway and they kind of smiled. And I found out after that meeting that, that <laughs> like, and I was just like, Oh my God, what, like, I mean, and I'm, and I'm, a, I just never paid attention to publishers. And now, now I have started to pay great attention to it, you know, but sure. uh, I, I knew writing and writers and everything, but it's just like, it, you know, when you told me that you knew Scrimmer, I was like, man, he knows a lot then, you know, about, like, about <laughs> the book world. That's awesome. So the book world, it, it has a new edition, The People's History, Hope and Peril in American Medicine. Where do people find it? Where do they buy it? And then where do they see you or, or follow you as you kind of go on the publicity roller coaster? Yeah, thank you. So it's a, People's Hospital is available anywhere where you can get books. Um, you know, you can go to Barnes & Noble, Indie Bookstores, IndieBooks.com, uh, Amazon, uh just go. I I always say go to your independent bookstore if you can. That's like this is this is the soil. Independent bookstores are the soil so that like the good books can go into the community and enrich us. And I think that um, that's why I support my independent bookstore. But we, I'm going to have an event with Andrea Elliott, who uh, who is the Pulitzer Prize winning uh, author of Invisible Child about uh, child poverty one of Obama's top 10 books. She's, she and I will be in conversation for, for Greenlight uh, Bookstore in Brooklyn in, uh, in March. I think it's March 24th. We have a Texas tour of going to book people. I'm going to Larkin Al in Georgetown. And, and then Houston, I have a, a couple of events here too to launch the book um, for in the Asia, Asia Society, Texas building, uh, sponsored by Inprint. Also going to Harvard Bookstore in April. So it'll be, you know, the world has changed since COVID. There's not robust tours unless you're like, you know, I'm, I'm, this is a first, my first book. So, uh, but I am already really happy about the, there's an enthusiasm about seeing healthcare in a different way. I mean, I know this is built on like the work of a lot of people who have, who have done great work in this, you know, with writing books, this is just my, but this, my contribution, but I love the enthusiasm about it because I think we need to have good conversations about this. We need to figure out how to improve healthcare in America. So that's going to be part of it. There's going to be a big, uh, it's going to be, I hope to have a big conversation with people. I think it's going to be wonderful. And then to follow the conversation on social media, you, you, uh, you dabble in social media. You're there sometimes. I dabble. You dabble. Where, where, when dabble. you are dabbling, where do people follow you? Twitter. I'm on Twitter at Rico Nuila. Um, I'm starting to get a little bit more into Instagram. Um, you know, that's where I'm. I'm kind of starting. I've, I have. Have you? Have you put your shows on TikTok? Have you been doing TikTok or anything like no. that? No. Yeah. I, I, it's I tough, only right? have so much it's bandwidth. Tough to transition. I, yeah, I mean, I only have so much bandwidth. Quite honestly, in terms of just the amount of time I have. And I may be missing out on some good opportunities, but for right now, I'm perfectly content with what I'm doing. Maybe if there's time in the year 2023 to look at what that would be like and how much time it would take and what the yeah. implications would be, I'll look into it. But for right now, 
Um, I have I have a, a great platform that I'm super proud of. You have an incredible book that you should be super proud of. I'm super excited to follow along with what's going to happen with the People's Hospital, and I'm proud of you, man. I've been I've known you for you. the better part of a decade, and I've seen what you've put into this, and to now see it come into the world as brilliantly as it is, it's awesome. I'm excited for you, and uh, thank you. Go for it. Thank you, Mark. I'm pr- I'm proud of you. Also, your 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 show is is like we were just talking right before. You know, your passion, what you bring to you know, like you the subjects you talk about, the community you build. You know, the community you help build is that is like essential. And so, I uh, but thank you very much. I really appreciate it, and thanks for having me on the show. My thanks once again to Ricardo for joining me on Explore the Space once again after all these years have gone by. Hopefully it's not quite so long between episodes, but you know what? This guy is on a great journey in the People's Hospital, Hope and Peril in American Medicine. Highly, highly recommended. Get yourself a copy and enjoy it. Thank you also to the Women in Medicine Summit for helping make this episode possible. Make sure you go and register www.womeninmedicinesummit.org, September 22nd and 23rd at the Drake Hotel in Chicago. It is a truly wonderful experience. It's an amazing conference and a tremendous learning experience. Make sure you sign up. CME eligible, all the good things. I'll be there. Explore the space is sponsoring. Make sure you come and join us in Chicago, September 22nd and 23rd. If you haven't already subscribed to Explore the Space podcast, make sure you do wherever you like to download your shows. You know what's coming. Ted Lasso's right around the corner. So that means Med Lasso is back. Syed Tabatabai and I did our season preview last week, and we will be recapping each episode with a special guest every week that the show is airing. And beyond, we're going to be having a lot of fun with this, and I hope you will join us as well. Hit me on Twitter at ETS Show, Instagram at Explore the Space Show, and email me anytime, mark at explorethespaceshow.com. We will be back soon with more great content. Until then, take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Explore the Space. Visit us on our website, explorethespaceshow.com, and please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at ETS Show, and you can email Dr. Shapiro by writing to mark at explorethespaceshow.com.